Thanks for tuning into The Sales Genius. As always, I want to start by saying that I appreciate each and every one of you and your willingness to improve. Sales is only a numbers game if you aren't educated. So let's improve your sales IQ so the odds will forever be in your favor. Now let's talk about how we're going to close more deals today. Owning the relationship. Okay, guys, this is what I want to talk about. So the title of this episode is going to be Own the Relationship. And I want you to understand that, that every time you're talking to somebody, right, think of every person that you have met, think of every person that you know of right now. And I want you to understand that you need to take ownership of the relationship. Here's what I mean. So have you guys ever heard that uh, marriage is a 50-50 thing? Right. I'll tell you right now, the reason if you go into your marriage thinking it's 50 percent me, 50 percent my spouse. OK, that is going to lead to divorce. That's just the way it works. What is the uh, divorce rate right now? It's a little over 50 percent um, in the United States. So what does that tell you? That tells you that if you don't put in your part, I have a reason to leave. OK, now I'm this is all going to be about sales, but I do believe that a lot of people out there are dependent upon relationship selling. They are out there trying to sell based off a relationship that they have. Now, I'm going to tell you that most of the time that's not the case with me. OK, I prefer to challenge my client and my prospect into a discussion about what they need and why is my product the right one. And if it's not, I'll tell them. Okay. The only reason I'm not a huge fan of relationship selling is that relationship selling requires one thing that I don't have a lot of, and that's time. Okay. So if I don't have a lot of time, but I'm requiring a relationship to be built, then it's going to mean I have sales down the road. And that's why a lot of people have started in sales and then bailed out of sales. But after they've left the company is when people start calling back because they're going, hey, I kind of miss that person and I want to talk to them to see if maybe we can do business. And then the salesperson that stuck it out is the one that's still there going, oh, okay, I'm here. So let's talk about it. And then what does that customer need to do? They need to start a new relationship. Okay. So you have a choice. You can sit back and say, am I going to be a relationship seller? Yeah, you probably can. And you will be successful in a long run. Okay. Somebody who's more of a hard worker is just going to jump in there and dial, 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 dial and look for low-hanging fruit and they can be successful quickly but not long-term because the only way they make more money is to do more effort and you're going to run out of, run out of that same thing, which is time, okay? And you're going to get tired and you're going to get burnt out and burnt out is another topic we have here in the podcast for you to look at. But I want you to understand, right? That there is a benefit to selling with the relationship if you own the relationship. Own every relationship that's around you. So go back to that 50-50 with your uh, spouse. Okay. Now, you want to be successful? You flip that around and say it's 90-10. 90 me, 10% my spouse. So if you sit back and go, okay, 90% of it is me. Do you realize that's very little they need to contribute? Because I'm going to own 90% of us getting along, us communicating, us having the right money in the bank, us having everything that we want, right? The vacation fund, the, uh, the, the right cable bill, right? Or if I've got satellite or I got whatever it is, I'm going to own all of the parts of our relationship that we need to worry about so that the household gels and as a couple, we work. 
Okay, I'm going to own that relationship. So if it's 90-10, then you're never upset with that person not meeting you halfway. Now, here's the success part. Both of you own 90%. As soon as both of you say, I own 90% of this relationship and I'm responsible for it, everybody is over-delivering. That's how things succeed. So I need you to start and realize you own 90% of all your relationships with your clients, with all your prospects. You own 90%, 90-10. They only got to contribute 10. I know some of you will sit back right now and go, wow, I have some pretty successful relationships then with my, uh, my prospects because they're not even, you know, they're, if I'm lucky to get 10%, that's great. Okay, so when they hit 10%, they're actually engaging. And I want you to understand that. And I want you to say to yourself, you own the relationship. So if I own the relationship with my prospect, what do I own? I own their understanding of what it is I'm saying. So that's a big key point. And I want you to understand that. I need you to accept full responsibility, right? Not blame. Full responsibility for them understanding what your point is, what your product is, and what it is you're trying to move across. Okay? So... There are times that in relationships, you know, in and out of a sale, okay, even if, but if you have a spouse, you had to try to sell, let's be real, okay? When you stop and realize that I'm giving all this effort, I'm giving all this effort, but it's, I, I'm hitting a wall. And quite often it's because you're communicating the way you want to. What does that mean to you, right? You sit down and go, okay, well, if I think I need to see this or see that, or I need to show you this and show you that, but the person is listening to the words you're saying and the words you're saying are not contextually in the right spot and they can't hear you, okay? So stop and realize, are they a visual? Are they an auditory? Or are they a kinesthetic learner? Because if they're a kinesthetic learner where they have to do things to understand what they're doing and you're trying to do everything visually for them and saying, jump on, jump on this, uh, the, the Zoom meeting. Let's have a Zoom meeting. Let's go on there. I'll show you this, this, and that. Let's go and uh, do your WebExes, do your go-to-meetings, do things like that. When I go tell you to do that, for certain people, they can't, they can't do that. Certain people don't learn that way. And it's up to me to find out with those people exactly what it is that they need from me and how to present it to them so that I own the relationship. So I will communicate. I will look for what I call a feedback loop, right? And I've mentioned it previously, okay? The feedback loop is I will say to them, can you tell me what I just explained to you to make sure that I was clear? And now you're gonna get them to explain back what you just said and then they realize Uh, At that point in time, you realize, wow, I'm so not communicating in their language. There is something I'm missing. And instead of saying, well, they're an idiot, it's their fault, right? I know in the automotive space, we go, that guy's a jack. He didn't get it. Okay, he's just wasting my time. Okay, that's not true. How many real estate clients are you sitting with where you're talking to them and you're going through stuff and you can tell they don't click? It's a couple. They don't click together. And then, of course, you're not going to click with one of the two of them, right? Or both of them. But you're sitting there going, your communication problems aren't my problems. This is all on you. Guess what? That's a fail. You're not going to sell. I'd rather sit down and figure out how they need me to present to them so that they could learn and get to the point of making an intelligent decision, right? I need to sit down and provide them every opportunity for them to make a decision that is intelligent based on their feeling, based on their logic, so that it benefits them the most. 
And if I take the time to say, I own this relationship, then I can change what I'm doing instead of sitting back and saying, well, that's not what I meant. And it's their fault for taking it that way. And how many times have you heard that? How many times have you said that in your relationship? How many times did you sit down with a customer or if you have a customer relations team that follows up with people that didn't buy from you, right? Which is a great tool to have out there because again, it's going to give you feedback that you can build off of. And I already know you want feedback because you're listening to this podcast or watching the video. You want to know how to do better. But I'm going to tell you right now, own the relationship. Stop putting the responsibility of the other person to be part of it. I will tell you when I train, when I go into companies and I sit down and train their sales department, when I sit with them, I own, okay, listen to this. I own the understanding of the student. I own it. I don't just sit back and go, well, you're difficult and that's who you are. I will change the way I adapt. I will tell you, you know, sitting down, there's a way I have to communicate to my wife. There's a way I have to communicate to my daughter, right? I have three boys and I have to communicate with them differently so that they understand it. When I sit down in a group setting to teach somebody, I know there's certain things I have to do physically. There's certain things I have to write and and present to. And there's certain things I have to say Okay, to get everybody in that room to understand what it is I'm doing. And I will seek understanding from each and every one of them and not just label one and say that's a problem. Okay, I went to a company the other day. I sat down, I did a personality testing. Four different personalities. Almost every test you go through, except for, you know, the the Myers-Briggs test, which has like 57 different categories, but most personalities break you up into four different categories. And I'm going to go into detail on another podcast, but when you stop and realize there's four different categories. So when I sit down and I put it up on the board and I take 30 minutes and I explain each and every one of them and how they interact and who they are and what they are. And everybody in the room, the light starts going on, going on, going on. And I got one sitting in the front of the room with this his arms folded across his head, you know, his chest, and he's got his feet stretched out right in front of him. And, you know, he's just sitting there. And again, that's not body language part. That's just the fact that's how he sits comfortably. But I know he's just staring at me like I'm less than intelligent. And I just sit back and I look at him and I go, can you find yourself on the, on this wheel out of the four? Nope. I'm not there. Oh, okay. And why do you say that? And I sat down and worked with this person, went back and forth and back and forth. And I said, well, look, this is who you are because everything you're telling me leads me this way. And let me tell you what you're going to say next. You're going to say this, this, and this. And then you're going to try and justify it by saying this, this, and this. And I'm going to answer you with this. And I went four steps in the argument ahead of where we were. And he just put his head down and started laughing. And I said, I'm sorry, did I nail it? And he goes, yeah, that's exactly what would have happened. And I said, so then how come you can't see yourself on the wheel if I could find you on the wheel and I could play out everything that's going to happen the next four steps? And he still looked at me and goes, I don't see myself on there. And I said, and you hold on to that, right? And that's your desire to be that person. And I'm okay because on that wheel, being difficult is one of the personalities that's out there. So look at it. There it is, right? And you're just going to hold on to the fact that you want to be extra difficult and say you're not there. I own it. I'm okay. Just put it on like a jacket. And if it fits, that's great. But if I found you on the wheel, that means what? You're on it. Okay. And I will tell you after that point, that person 
relaxed, went through, actually jotted down a couple notes. It was really strange, right? To everybody in the room because nobody else was fighting me. Everybody else was like, oh my gosh, this is great stuff. Oh, I learned so much. Oh, look, I can see this. Now I can see who this person is. I see this person, this person, this person, right? And everybody around the room, I walked them through in from the front of the room exactly how to find themselves and what to look for. And they were like, wow, that's great. And I said, now that you know who you are, can you see other people and see how they are? Let's talk about who everybody is in the room. And I showed everybody who is in the room, had them explain themselves. They went through and they were like, wow. That makes a difference. And I said, so now realize it's not as important for you to be you when you're dealing with a prospect. It's important for you to be who the prospect needs you to be. Come on, write that down, right? Say it back to me. It is more important for you to be who the prospect needs you to be so that you can make a sale. It is not important who you are. And as soon as you can check that ego out of the way, right? If you, if you take your ego, right, ego stands for edging gross out of the deal, right? If you do that and realize, hey, that's just, that's just what it, I need to do to be here. And I'm not saying be fake. I'm saying, hey, we all have the, the, the personality parts in us. Use the part that matches who your prospect is and communicate to them in a way that they understand. So stop going for me being right. And it's very difficult for me because my whole family will tell you I'm always right, okay? But what I want you to do is understand that you need to adapt yourself to apply what you have for the client to understand. Own the relationship with your spouse, with your kids, with your friends, with the people you work with in the office, right? And especially with your prospects and your existing clients. Own the relationship and watch how much shorter that window becomes Instead of you just picking up the phone and trying to find as many clients that you can say are like you so they can buy from you, I'd say, why don't we just adapt to everybody and take a bigger piece of the pie, okay? And that's going to be in another one called the Beyond the 25%. So be on the lookout for that one. Uh, as always, I appreciate you. And thanks for stopping back by to learn how to close more deals today. Thanks.